In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Thank you, friends. This is In the Lab, and I'm Drew Doherty, like the man said. And across from me is my good pal, John Harris. John Harris, how are you? Well, trying to recover from Sunday, Drew. It's a rough afternoon. And like we've done sometimes on this show, we're not going to talk about Sunday. Okay. We're moving on. I like on. that. I like that. We're going to discuss it. It's in the rearview mirror. It is kaput. It is gesundheit, which <laughs> is not correct. But anyways, we're not going to talk about it, okay? Yeah, I'm with that. It's going to be a shorter edition of the show, and we're going to have some fun because we're going to chit-chat about reasons to be optimistic with the Titans in mind. I'm going to start with number 10, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. In 12 career games, DeAndre Hopkins against the Titans has averaged 99.5 yards receiving per game. Wow. Okay. Over a 16-game season, that comes out to about 1,560, 1,570 yards in a season. It's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Texans are 8-4 and four in those 12 <laughs> games against the Titans. Okay. Now, a lot of those, lice, lo- those losses, those last four, mm-hmm have come when you've been on the road against yep. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I go back to a stat I brought up with Deshaun Watson and with the Patriots a few weeks back. Deshaun Watson faced the Patriots in his second career start and his seventh career start yep. before facing them in his 34th career start two weeks ago. Yep. Okay. Let's think about Deshaun Watson on the road last year. That would have been career start number eight. Still hadn't seen a lot. and. He right. struggled at the very in end of that two, game. Yeah. yeah, in week two. Yep. Struggled at the very end of that game, held onto the ball far too long, was trying to make something happen, and, and the clock ran out. Mm-hmm. I think this time will be different because he's seen some things. And because of what we just saw last weekend, right. when the Texans fail and fail spectacularly, they typically come back the next week with a resounding, emphatic win. And this is going to be a tough one because you have Derrick Henry. You have Ryan Tannehill who's playing out of his absolute mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at what he's done, 6-1. and one, and completing 75% of his passes, basically. Yep. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's playing out of his mind, but you've handled him before, but you've not handled him with the, the pieces that he's got around him now. However, I'm still very, very confident about what the Texans can do. I think with, you know, Hop, he's – over the years, they've – the Titans have decided, well, you know, we think we can cover this guy one-on-one. Yep. And that's foolhardy. You, you can't. But he's had some tremendous games against him. Uh, be it in Nashville or at home. Uh, there's been a distinct difference when the Texans have played the Titans at home versus on the road, especially lately. Yeah. And the games the last three years have – they've been – on the right way of saying this. 16, you didn't need the game. So you're resting, trying yeah. to rest a bunch of starters. They've just been ugly, muck it up like – Yeah. 17 was a game in, – in the second half of that game, I think it was even before that, our receiving core was Andre Ellington, who had been on campus for three days. Right. Chris Thompson, yeah, who was a special teams demon but hardly ever played receiver. Hop yep. and Steven Anderson, the only tight end we had alive at that particular moment. That was it. And Tom Savage was throwing to them. Mm. And Savage completed a fourth down, an 18 throw after three straight false starts yep. to get a first down. I thought, are they going to pull this off? And then three interceptions next play, and of course, then Derrick Henry took one in the house. So the twenty-four thirteen margin was not quite what that game was. The defense kept them around somehow, but 
Hopkins was the only guy who knew. He was telling Andre Ellington what to do. He was telling Chris Thompson. He was basically the wide receiver coach out on the field for that game. Yeah. And then 18, like you said, was Deshaun's uh, eighth start. He learned a bunch after that game. Yeah. He had gotten him back in the game after the Texans complete. I, I'm still trying to figure out the fake punt situation. Yeah. They score on that, and it was just the, the those three games have been kind of weird. But when the Titans have come here, last year Monday Night Football thirty four seventeen doors blown off twenty seventeen it was like fifty was it fifty six to something Great, greatest offensive output in team history fifty seven to fourteen or something yeah. I don't remember what oh. it was. Um, you know, before that in sixteen it was a closer game because Will Fuller took one back to the house fifteen blowout fourteen blowout. Uh, 13 before they won, a, they won an overtime. 2012, they won. They 11, you lose because it's here. It's week 17 when you've rested. Right. Um, you've rested Arian Foster, Dwayne Brown, Jonathan, Jonathan Joseph. Right. No Andre Johnson. A few other key. I think Cushing didn't play in 11. Right. So, yeah, you didn't have – maybe Watt didn't even play. I don't know. You could, yeah, he, could was, be. he was kind of coming on at that point. And you right. Knew what you, you had. So. But you've dominated at home. And they have found a way to win the last three up in Nashville. Now, this is and and I I have been one all along that when people bring up the Titans, I've been like, listen, they've got a ceiling. It's a nine and seven ceiling. It's a ceiling. I mean, like they're not going to be much better than nine and seven, no matter who's playing quarterback. But they can get to nine and seven because they're going to win some games. They're going to win some games at home, right? And they've had a tough schedule at home. They had the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs at home. Um, they're going to get the Saints. They're going to obviously get us at home. But they they play much better at home. And then last week they went on the road and put up 42 on the Raiders. Now, the Raiders' defense was all kinds of a mess. I mean, that was not the Raiders' defense and look at, we saw. Who was the Ra- look at what the Raiders were coming off of in right. Kansas City. Right. Absolutely. And the week before that against mm-hmm. the New York Jets. So the Raiders were kind of reeling. Yeah, very much so. And I think, the, I think the Titans ended up flushing the toilet with them. But I do think. This is the best-constructed Titans team I've seen in a while. I think the offensive line by inserting Nate Davis, a guy that I absolutely loved, they put him at guard. He's a rookie guard. He's a perfect fit for that offensive line. Tannehill, obviously, everybody talks about him and his ability and play action. We know what Derrick Henry's been able to do, but the Texans have done a decent job of slowing him down at times. Last year when he got in that wildcat, it hurt us. He had a 75-yard run in 2017 after that interception, and that put the nail in our coffin. Um so he's hurt us at times. There are times he hasn't done much against us. The receivers have gotten significantly better with the addition of A.J. Brown. Defensively, it's kind of the same group that we've seen over the years. But then you throw Jeffrey Simmons into the mix from Mississippi State, who I thought was the best interior defensive player I saw last year, not named Quentin Williams. And a lot of people didn't think he was going to play this year. Yeah. They thought, okay, this is a, a pick that's going to flourish maybe in 2020. Yeah. Because yeah. – of everything going on. Yeah, because he had an ACL tear as he was getting ready for the draft. So there was there was a lot going on with them in previous years where I felt like, eh, I don't know. But then you see Simmons coming on. Then you see Nate Davis at guard, and you're like, man, these rookies are making a big impact. A.J. Brown. And I remember sitting here on draft weekend watching every one of their picks going, God dang it. I love every I love every one of these picks. I hate that. Well, I hate you, it with the field. Think about it. You and hate I that feeling. saw A.J. Brown, saw Metcalf yeah. when Ole Miss was playing here against Texas Tech yep. back in September of, uh, what was that, 18? Yep. Yeah. First game we of the year. We saw those guys first. And you would, you knew all about them beforehand, but they were pretty dang impressive. And yeah. They, they ripped up the Red Raiders that day. Physically, yeah. when I saw A.J. Brown on the field, I'm, I'm like, I remember when the 
I was talking to my buddy who's a silent reporter for Ole Miss, and I was kind of like, which one's AJ? And so I'm looking, and he goes, and he kind of points me back in the other direction. He goes, him. Because I've been watching that guy do yeah. different things, and I'm like, that's A.J. Brown? <laughs> He's huge. I mean, his – when I say huge, his butt and his legs, I mean, he looks like a running back. So when he catches the football, that's just the start of things. He beat the Raiders deep for a 91-yard touchdown catch, um, which, I mean, he just blew past the corner, and then really the corner tried to hang on to him, and he just kind of sloughed him off. And the safety was so out of it, he just took it all the way to the end zone. But then you got Corey Davis as well. So you got – Big receivers. And then Adam Humphreys is the slot guy. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing about the Titans, which is kind of frustrating, the Buccaneers had him dead to rights in Nashville and then had a pump block, a punt, or I'm sorry, a, a, a field goal fake fumble blown dead. That would have been a, the game-winning touchdown the other way. They got robbed. The Buccaneers the got, Bucks got absolutely robbed, robbed on that. Yeah. The uh, Chiefs should have beaten them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no way that the, the Titans should have won that game, but found a way to do it. The um, was it? Oh, the Chargers. The Chargers to the ball at the one yard line, going in on the second to last play of the game, fumbled at the goal line. Yeah. at the goal line to to win the football game. So there's three games that very easily could have gone in the other direction. But to me, the Titans are kind of like the Broncos in some sense. But they've got the the better record. So you're not going in there going, oh, the Titans are five and uh, eight. Or four and nine, because they lost those games. They found a way to win those games and found a way to win games against good teams. And now they've gotten hot. And now they've at least gotten your attention. I don't know if the Broncos had your attention. I don't know if they had your full and utmost attention. This team has your attention. So you better show up and play, or they'll embarrass you. That's right. No embarrassment here on In the Lab, though, because this has been a brief one. And you know what? Might not have been possible. I think it would have, but might not have been possible without our good friends from Redbox because post-game entertainment starts with Redbox, John. Yep. They get the newest movies fresh from the theater at just $1.75 a night. And for $3 a night, try the hottest video games for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Go to the box, favorite retailers, or stream new movies instantly on demand. Get together with family, friends, the crew, or whoever, and make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll do it again next week after Texans win over the Titans, John.